Hello, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Friday, February 17th, 2023. I'm Mike Cacciopoli. Here we are, end of the week. We made it through another week. It's a big Friday show, TGIF, TGIF. Do you think God cares that it's Friday? Do you think God cares that we say that, that we are happy that it's Friday? I don't think he cares at all. Anyway, that's the saying, right? TGIF. Where did that start? Anybody know? Look it up. I want, I want, I want someone to look up where TGIF started. People saying TGIF. I'm not talking about the restaurant either. I'm not talking about the restaurant. Um, you know, it's one thing I miss is, you know, when you live in a big city like I do, well, San Francisco, it's, it's a, it was a medium sized city before COVID. Now it's a tiny little enclave, but, uh, we don't get all those big box stores. They call them, right? The big, uh, chains like, uh, fry TGIF. I was thinking, right? TGIF, Applebee's, Fuddruckers, all that stuff, right? <clears throat> I hop. It's hard to find those things in a city. Usually those things are in a suburb, right? They're in the suburbs. And if you live in a, if you live in a suburb, as most people in this country do, they're all over the place, right? They have those outdoor malls, right? The strip malls. And each one of them has a different big chain store, big chain restaurant. And uh, so you have a – it's actually – that's the thing people don't really get is that they always talk about, oh, I live in a big city. I have such conveniences. Well, actually, there are more conveniences sometimes in the suburbs because there are so many more choices, when you're looking at those kinds of restaurants, right, to dine at, then they also have nice restaurants in a lot of places. I've lived in a lot of suburban areas, and they have a lot of nice restaurants too, but also you also have the choice of those cheaper big chains, which has some really good stuff, which you can't find here. It's impossible. It's impossible because it's so expensive. The real estate here is so expensive. So why would a big chain like Applebee's or Friday's, you know, uh, set up shop in a, in a city when they can just – you know, be in all these suburban areas and uh, the, where the rent's much, much less. You can't have a another thing. These these places can't have parking lots here, right? You can't have a parking lot here. I mean, you know, people don't realize if you, if you don't live in a city that even most of the banks don't have drive-throughs, don't have parking lots. You know, so it's it's a whole different story in the city. So while the, people say there are so many conveniences living in a big city, there are also a lot of inconveniences um, when living in a when living in a big city. I don't know why I started on this. Oh, I think TGIF, Fridays. <clears throat> that got me started on that. Um, but I guess I digress. I guess we have to talk about serious stuff as usual. As usual. Well, I do want to make an announcement. I just realized something's happening. And I've been remiss on this. And we're only two days, well, yeah, less than two days away from this now. But there's a Rage Against the War Machine anti-war rally. God, it's the first anti-war rally in a long time, right? Anti-war rally in Washington, D.C. on the 19th. So this is that's this Sunday. No, Saturday. Sorry, Saturday, right? Yes. Um, Sunday. What day? What the 19th Sunday. Okay, yes. 20th is the holiday. 20th is Monday. That's President's Day. The 19th is Sunday. Okay, yes. So this is this coming Sunday, February 19th. It's the Libertarian Party combined with the People's Party. Two different parties. Of course, you won't see the Republican or Democratic Party uh, sponsoring this. God forbid. There's the war against the rage against the war machine, anti-war rally this coming Sunday, the 19th in Washington, D.C. And uh, it's going to be I understand it's going to be very big. I was just watching Tucker Carlson. He had on Tara Reid, right? 
she's the one who Joe Biden molested. She was on, she's talking about it. She's going to be there. Oh, these speakers are huge speakers. Our own Jimmy Dore of uh, Call-In, uh, Ron Paul, Tulsi Gabbard, Dennis Kucinich, Cynthia McKinney, Scott Horton, Anne Wright, and Gerald Calente. And there are more speakers. There are more. There's Chris Hedges in the video. There's David Swanson, Daniel McAdams, Garland Nixon, Mac Blumenthal, Anya Parapil, Jill Stein, Tara Reid. Diane Saar, Dan McKnight, Tatiana Moroz. Oh, my God. And look, oh, here was more. There's Jordan Page, Kim Iverson, Jackson Hinkle, Craig Jadula, Wyatt Reed, and Dan Cohen. So it's a huge, huge list of speakers um, that are going to be there uh, talking about this. Um, the demands. Let's see the demands. The demands. Always good to look at the list of demands. They're very simple demands, actually. The first one is not one more penny for the Ukraine war. The Democrats and Republicans have armed Ukraine with tens of billions of dollars in weapons and military aid. The war has killed tens of thousands, displaced millions, and is pushing us towards a nuclear World War III. Just stop funding the war. Negotiate peace. The, new, the U.S. instigated the war in Ukraine with a coup on its democratically elected government in 2014 and thus sabotaged a peace deal between Russia and Ukraine in March. Pursue an immediate ceasefire and diplomacy to end the war. Three, stop the war inflation. The war is accelerating inflation and increasing food, gas, and energy prices. The U.S. blew up Russian gas pipelines to Europe, starving them of energy and de-industrializing their countries. End the war and stop increasing prices. Well, there are more demands. Sorry, there are 10 demands. I thought there were only three. Uh, let's see. Disband NATO. NATO expansion to Russia's border provoked the war in Ukraine. NATO is a warmongering relic of the Cold War. Disband it like the Warsaw Pact. Five. Global nuclear de-escalation. The war in Ukraine has brought us to the edge of World War III and nuclear war with Russia. U.S. intelligence agencies estimate a one in four chance of nuclear war, which would plunge the world into nuclear winter and kill almost all life on Earth. Adapt the no first strike nuclear policy. Draw down nuclear weapons worldwide. Six, slash the Pentagon budget. Half of the federal discretionary budget goes to Pentagon. The military budget is $857 billion per year, and the Pentagon just failed its fifth straight audit. The Pentagon can only account for 39% of its $3.5 trillion in assets. Cut the military budget in half and return those funds to the American people. Abolish the CIA and military-industrial deep state. The CIA and deep state are an unelected permanent government of intelligence agencies that run our country outside of constitutional and democratic control. They surveil Americans, manipulate the media, curtail free speech, blackmail politicians, infiltrate activist organizations, torture people, overthrow governments, and assassinate JFK. Abolish the CIA and deep state and restore a government of, by, and for the people. Abolish the war and empire. War and empire subjugate billions of people around the world to enrich a small group of elitists. In just the past two decades, the U.S. has waged and backed wars in Iraq, Afghanistan, Libya, Syria, Palestine, Yemen, Ukraine, and other countries. End all U.S. wars and regime change. Stop all military aid to other countries. End drone strikes. Close all U.S. military bases abroad. Bring all U.S. troops home. Build a world that guarantees every person freedom from war and empire in place in the collapsing U.S. hegemonic world order. Restore civil liberties. Restore the constitutional liberties taken from us in the name of war and empire, including freedom of speech, the press, and assembly. End mass surveillance, repeal the Patriot Act, and restore the right to privacy in habeas corpus. And finally, 
free Julian Assange. The U.S. is charging Julian Assange with espionage and criminalizing our right to publish information that challenges the military-industrial deep state. He is imprisoned in the U.K. and being extradited to the U.S. The CIA plotted to assassinate him for exposing U.S. war crimes. Free Julian Assange and all political prisoners. So, as you can see, and once again, this is backed by the uh, Libertarian Party and the People's Party. Uh, you know, Angela McArdle is Libertarian Party chair and Nicholas Brana is the People's Party chair. So this is happening this Sunday, once again, in Washington, D.C., if anyone is in the area. I'm sure I'm mentioning this way too late to travel very far. Uh, it's going to be Sunday at the Lincoln Memorial. Sunday, February 19th, the Lincoln Memorial at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time. I wish I were closer. See, if I still lived in New York, I would definitely... I would take the uh, slow train to China, the Amtrak, uh, down there. But uh, if you're in the area, go. See Tulsi Gabbard, Jimmy Dore, and uh, t tons of speakers. And it should be uh, too bad I'm not closer. I would definitely go. I would definitely, definitely go. I'm glad that people are starting to really take notice of this now. It's, just, it's insane as it's been. It's been over a year, right? Insane of all the, the money we're sending there and how obviously our money is, you know, that the fallacy that our money is going to help them win. Uh, meanwhile, Russia is pretty much on track to doing what they want to do anyway. And uh, this bullshit that the American people have fed that our money going to Ukraine will have will help Ukraine defeat the evil empire Putin. Right. I mean, come on. That's 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 that's, that's the sales job here. And um, and that. What the, all we're doing is keeping the war going, right? We're feeding the war machine. Our money is not ending a war. It's not helping to end the war, bring peace or peace negotiations. It's feeding the war machine. It's so obvious that the money is feeding the machine, okay? That's what's happening. And, of course, we are in such deficit here. We cannot afford. We waste money here like a whore on a holiday. I swear to God we spend money here like crazy. There's this. Of course, this egregious, egregious amount of money, billions of dollars spent already to Ukraine with very, very little accountability of where the money's going. Um, we don't know who's getting money under the table, Zelensky or soldiers or, or people who are high up in the government and the military. They could be pocketing money. We don't know. We have no fucking clue where that money's going. Uh, we do know Zelensky's a millionaire, right? He's become a millionaire and rich and powerful and a celebrity as his country supposedly being torn apart. Um, you know, doing Vogue or GQ, whatever the fuck he did with his wife. And uh, on top of that, we have a president who's so brain-addled that the China balloon floats here. It's allowed to traverse the entire country, every military base. It's allowed to stay. It has a seven-day tourist pass. And they finally get rid of it over the South Carolina coast. And then there's so much criticism, rightfully so, of what happened. That now he's blowing down everything, and this this moron is giving the order to, to to just disintegrate everything that's in the sky. Have you seen that they believe that one of the balloons that was destroyed was a a twelve dollar balloon, a twelve dollar personal balloon from like a a company who sent up a, a balloon? Like it, they say it may have been worth up to maybe one hundred and fifty dollars at the most, and we spent four hundred thousand dollars that rocket that took out that balloon. Cost four hundred thousand dollars. So this was like a personal balloon floated by some company. 
I don't know what it could have been, a birthday balloon. It could have been a weather balloon, whatever it may have been. And we shot it down. So we spent 400, understand this, we spent $400,000 to shoot down a $12 balloon because we have a brain-addled, moron, old, feeble president who was caught with his pants down as usual and let the China balloon run its spy course before shooting it down. Got a lot of criticism for that. And, and now he is trigger happy and shooting everything out of the sky. I mean, I'd be afraid to travel these days. I'd be afraid he's going to uh, order a, an airliner to be to be dropped out of the sky. It's really insane. The guy is a total idiot. I mean, he's a moron. Think about this. NORAD's been around since 1958. We have never until two weeks ago shot anything out of our skies here. And the last two weeks, we've shot down four things, four things in the last two weeks. And now we're shooting down everything. Now we're shooting down. This is truly like this is like someone who's like has a gun, right? They were maybe assaulted or something. And now they're like so like trigger happy. They're like nervous about everything. They're on edge about everything and everything they see they're shooting at. Right? It's like a movie where they're like it's a horror movie and then the dark and they're just shooting at anything that moves, any shadow that moves. And of course, in those movies, they end up hitting their friend or killing, killing a friendly person. And that's basically what's happening here. He's just shooting everything out of the sky because he's paranoid and a, a total moron. But just it made everyone laugh and it made me laugh a little bit when you hear about shooting a balloon like a child's balloon out of the sky, a balloon worth $12 put up by some business, and that we spent $400,000 to destroy a $12 innocent balloon. That's just really an epitome of how wasteful this government is, how wasteful we are here. And how when you have someone at the helm who's just a total idiot, who's a dementia-ridden old freak, that this is only going to get worse and worse. This is only two years, remember. We have two more years of this, and the guy wants six more years. The guy's shooting, the guy is shooting child's balloons out of the sky at 80, children's balloons at 80. What's he going to be doing at 86? Really, what is this guy going to be doing six years from now? Six more years of his of his brain being uh, uh, his his brain melting into mush. It's, it's, it's a scary scenario, and it's a scarier scenario. It's even scarier, as bad as he is, as much of a fool as he is. It's scarier because which, with each passing year at that age, there's a better chance of him dying, of him not being able to continue. And then you have a President Kamala Harris. Then you have a President Kamala Harris. Remember, look at, look at uh, Fetterman, right? Fenn was given a ridiculous six-year term, and uh, six weeks into his term, he's out of it, all right? So think about it. Think about if Biden was given a fresh four years, and very early into that, something happened, and Kamala Harris took over. Then you have four years of President Kamala Harris. We should really absorb that. We should just sit here and not even speak for a while. <laughs> we should just absorb that, absorb that idea of a four years of President Kamala Harris. If that doesn't send chills down your spine, and she, she, I'm watching, she's, there's more word salad today talking about China and the balloon. She makes no sense. She makes absolutely no sense. 
she talks to you she talks to you like she's talking to a 10 year old and she has no she makes no sense while she's talking down to you while she's condescending to you she makes absolutely zero sense in these ridiculous word salads do you remember how the left the democrats often criticize sarah palin as being the master of word salads I mean, Kamala Harris is great. She's a wonderful speaker. Let's let's just Corinne Jean-Pierre. Is, is Kamala Harris the second best communicator in the White House? If Biden's the best communicator, does that mean the vice president's the second best communicator? Oh, boy. Talk about a clown car world. A total clown car world. And, you know, the, the clown car world continues. Today... Was it NBC News or one news agency? Uh, I'll get the story. I'll get the story. Um, wrote that natural immunity is uh, better than vaccine immunity. You know, when I see, as I've said before on the show, when I see stories written about that now in 2023, things like, oh, masks really were never effective. Oh, you know, we have discovered that masks didn't shit, jack shit to stop the spread. Oh, we've discovered that national immunity is uh, actually uh, more potent than vaccine immunity. And they talk about they are just discovering this, right? That they're, they're geniuses for three years into this discovery, as though none of us ever said this. You really want to strangle them to death. I can't put it any other way. I want to strangle them. I want to reach through the computer and strangle that writer to death. I don't mind you writing that story, but within that story, you should be you should be kissing the asses of people like myself and others who were talking about this from day one. You should write something like the medical community is finally catching up to what so many people on social media have been saying for the last 40 fucking months. Put at least put that in the article, at least, you know, it, it, acknowledge that we're like human beings that exist on this earth along with you. And you're not just discovering this brilliant discovery for the first time that no one else has ever talked about. And we're seeing it over and over again. With natural immunity, with masking, with lockdowns. Oh, we have discovered science has evolved and discovered that lockdowns didn't work and may have been harmful. Oh, Science has discovered that it might have been a good, it might not have been a great thing to keep four-year-olds out of school for two fucking years. It might not have been a great thing to mask four-year-olds for two fucking years. It might not have been a great thing to keep kids away from their friends for two fucking years. We're just discovering this now. Science has evolved and we're brilliant for writing about it in 2023 because no one before us has even mentioned this. That's what makes me fucking mad. You want to write all the articles you want about how finally people who are wrong are admitting that they were wrong and we were right all along. That's a fine article. Write as many of those articles as you want. But don't write it as though, oh, you're discovering this for the first time. You're a brilliant Pulitzer Prize winning writer. For in, in February of 2023, 20, writing that natural immunity actually is a thing. As a science has just discovered in 2023 that there's something called natural immunity. They never knew this before February of 2023. And none of us ever spoke about this until now. That's how out of touch these fake, phony, fraudulent enemy of the people journalists are. They prove that 
that statement Trump made that at the time I didn't like, I was wrong. See, now I'm admitting I was wrong. He was right. The media is absolutely, the American media is 100% the enemy of the American people. 100%. You know, I love to talk about all the things I believe Trump was wrong about, and I don't want to be president again, but he was 100% right when he said the media, this media is the enemy of the people. 110% accurate. And they keep on proving him right every fucking day with every fucking story they write. Let's give thumbs up for Donald Trump for that one. Thumbs down for his vaccine, but thumbs up for that apt comment about the media being enemy of the people. And I will actually make myself even angrier, and I'll pull up the story for you, and uh, I'll read that. There's something very disturbing happening in Canada. I don't think I've spoken about this yet. Well, there's a lot of disturbing things that have happened in Canada over the last three years because of Justin Trudeau. Because of Justin Trudeau, there's a lot of bad things that have happened in Canada over the last three years that are disgusting. But this one is really disgusting. You know, in 2016, they made uh, euthanasia legal, right? In Canada, does everyone know that seven years ago? Um, but what's happened since then is it's been stretched to the see, it's almost like when you give the left a little bit, you say, okay, abortion, right to choose in the first three months or four months. Then they say, no, no, right to abort uh, as the baby's coming out of the mother's, uh, you know, where, uh, uh, you know, in the hospital. That the, we, she has the right to abort, like, abort, abort, abort mission. As the child's about to pop out, because they take things to just a, a wacky, a, a wacko extreme because they're wackos. So wackos are going to take things to the wacko extreme if you let them. So what's happened in Canada is now they're having situations where kids are like, you know, I'm a little depressed. I want to kill myself. Trudeau's like, you have the right. I'm not, you know, I, I'm not feeling great. Yeah, I'm not. You know, you locked down the country for three years. I think I want to kill myself. We'll help you do it. That it, it, it sounds absurd, but that's where it's going now. That's literally where it's going now. We don't want you to be we don't want you to be depressed at 15 years old. Just off yourself if you want. It's your choice. This is where it's going. So what's happened recently in Canada? This was written today in Breitbart. Breitbart. Why did I say Breitbart? It's Breitbart, isn't it? Um, there's a, a, a fashion retailer in Canada. I don't know. La Maison Simon. Is that the way you pronounce it? La Maison Simon. And uh, I don't know. I don't I don't shop in Canada and I certainly don't shop at, at fancy places. Um, leading ca Canadian fashion retailer La Maison Simon launched a new ad campaign titled All is Beauty that is being accused of romanticizing and promoting assisted suicide. In the roughly three-minute clip, a now deceased terminally ill woman, this is a person who was terminally ill and took her own life legally in October of last year. She is in this ad now post-mortem. She was in her 30s. Her name was Jennifer. And in the ad, she describes her coming to grips with the choice to end her life while seeing the beauty all around as she presents euthanasia as the most beautiful exit. Remember, this is a fashion company running this ad. Dying in a hospital is not what's natural. That's not what's soft. 
And in these kinds of moments, you need softness, she says, as an empty hospital bed is shown with flickering lights. Ooh. And the room floats away in the screen. Jennifer's seen sitting alone at the beach. It can take dying to figure out what living is actually like, she says. With tears, she says, she spent her life filling my heart with beauty, with nature, with connection. So I chose to fill my final moments with the same, she continues. As she blows bubbles on the beach and others join, she proclaims that last breaths are sacred. As she is seen playing an instrument and then dining and giggling with others, Jennifer says that while imagining her final days, I see music, I see the ocean, I see cheesecake. She concludes by stating that even now, as I seek to end my life, help to end my life with all the pain in these final moments, there's still so much beauty. You just have to be brave enough to see it. And seeing the rhythms of what's going to keep going after I'm gone bring a lot of comfort, she adds, says. The clip ends with a text that reads for Jennifer, June 1985 to October 2022. Peter Simon, the company's chief merchant, subsequently explained that thinking and motivations behind the project claiming that at some point you have to decide, I think, in life what you want to do and is your heart in a generous place? And then you have to create a new reality. And you can question yourself and never do anything. But if your heart's in the right place, then I think you have to figure forward, you forge forward with courage, he added. In response to the ad, many took to social media to express outrage. Canadian clothes retailer Simone is actually using suicide to market their products wrote conservative journalist Ian, My Ian Miles Chung. No, this isn't made up, he added, as part of a sweeping effort to introduce medically assisted suicide as a treatment for mental illness, PTSD, and even children with defects in Canada. Looks like a dystopian nightmare from a Philip K. Dick short story, wrote another. Big commerce and big government permeating a partnering to promote death. One Twitter user accused Simone's new campaign of promoting assisted suicide, while another accused the chain of romanticizing it. This is beyond disturbing to me, wrote one tweet. Simone, Canadian retailers, romanticizing suicide to sell their products. Repulsive. Absolutely revolting that Simone is trying to glorify assisted suicide for Trudeau's, for Tur this is good, for Turdo's, get it? Turdo's death cult, another wrote, oh, I prefer Trudeau's. La Maison Simone is treating euthanasia as performance art, wrote another user. Canadian clothes retailer Simone is marketing their products with suicide, yet another wrote. Normalizing assisted suicide as a treatment for mental illness, PTSD, and even children with effects is the next step for depopulation. Another call for a boycott of the Canadian chain. After legalizing assisted suicide in 2016, Canada has become one of the only seven countries allowing medical professionals to administer legal lethal drugs to patients as the only country that allows nurse, nurse practitioners, NPs, to kill their patients. The euthanasia was initially limited to patients over the age of 18 suffering from a terminal illness. The standards have been increasingly loosened with each passing year. Earlier this month, a document for doctors produced by the Canadian Association of Made Assessors and Providers was brought to public attention. It suggests that doctors are obligated to bring up the topic of euthanasia before their patients do if the patient is eligible and it is medically relevant. 
Last week, Canadian religious leaders expressed growing concern over the looming activation of new policies that would allow those suffering from mental illness to be euthanized with considerable speed, just 90 days after two doctors approve a request for assisted suicide. This is not the first time the Quebec-based department store chain has found itself mired in controversy. Previously, the retailer pulled nearly half a million back-to-school catalogs after receiving complaints over photos of fashion models deemed too thin. In 2018, Simone issued an apology for a strength and femininity promotional campaign that used the names of historic Canadian women, including former Supreme Court Chief Justice Beverly McLaughlin, to sell lingerie. The controversial campaign comes as luxury fashion house Balenciaga came under fire for glamorizing child abuse and sexualizing children after a recent ad campaign showed children holding teddy bears dressed in bondage outfits, along with the bizarre inclusion of a document referencing a U.S. Supreme Court case involving child pornography. You see how sick it's getting? See how sick it is out there and getting sicker by the minute? Once again, in... In principle, I believe in bodily autonomy, right? Like a woman's right to choose, like a person's right to choose a vaccine or not a vaccine, a person's right to choose to wear a mask or not. Uh, And I I believe in if someone is terminally ill and they don't want to live anymore, I do believe they have the right to take their life. It's their life. They can do what they want with it. But the whole problem with this, the whole problem with this, and this also goes along the lines of like gun control, of like saying, okay, all right, yeah, all right, all right AK-47s, you don't need that in society. We, the average citizen doesn't need an AK-47. A handgun is fine. Blah, blah. But you, when you give the left, this is what I've learned. This is what I think we've all learned, especially over the last three years. When you give the left an inch, they'll take 130 yards right so you can't give them an inch anymore they're like what do parents say about their children sometimes we can't trust you we can't give you things we can't give you we can't give you this freedom because we don't trust you because you abuse it you don't in other words you don't earn our trust and it's the same thing these like liberals are like little children and when you give them a little bit they want more 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 so in principle a lot of these things are fine with me but then you're getting to a point where now you have a fashion designer, a fashion chain trying to make money off of it, trying to make money off of people dying. OK, trying to romance. And there's nothing. Here's the thing. Also, there's nothing romantic about someone taking their life. There's nothing romantic about someone having an illness that's so bad that they need to take their life. An illness that they know ends in death and they don't want to go through that period of being vegetables or whatever it may be or that kind of pain. And so they just decide it's their life and they want to end it early. There's nothing romantic about that. If you think that's romantic, you're insane. You're insane. And the left is insane. These people are legally insane. And they're spreading their insanity on others. They're like spreading their insanity and making their insanity like law. They're electing people who are insane as they are, who make these things into law, who make the abnormal normal, right? The new normal, Who said that? That wasn't a right-wing thing. That was a left-wing thing, the new normal. These people are abnormal, and they want to make their abnormal normal. They want their abnormal to become our abnormal, you see. They want us to be part of that. So they come up with this term, the new normal. And that's the problem. When When you're talking about these things, 
you can't really give them anything. Even if you believe in principle, you should. Even I think it's at a point now where, like I say, just with a parent, with a child they cannot trust, who abuses the privileges, that's the word I was looking for, they're given, we cannot give the left any privileges anymore. So we have to simply say no abortion, no assisted suicide, no gun control. That's the way it has to be from now on. Believe me, what else do parents say? They can, this hurts me more than it hurts you. Well, this hurts me more than it hurts you, Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Liberal. Because in principle, I actually believe, in principle, I want to give you these privileges. I want to give you this freedom. I want to give you this bodily autonomy. But you can't be trusted with it because you're insane. And you bastardize everything. And you want more and more and more. And you don't appreciate what we give you. You don't appreciate the rights we give you. And you don't earn our trust with those rights. The right to choose, the right to take your life if you're terminally ill. The idea that, you know, assault weapons don't belong on the streets. It's just, we can't give you anything anymore. I, I certainly can't give you anything anymore. Because I can't trust you with this stuff. Because this is what happens. Look at Balenciaga. Look at what they did. That was absolutely disgusting. They were actually trying to normalize child pornography. They were normalizing sexual, sexualizing children as though that's a good thing. You see, because they're insane, you see, because the left believes that they're so open minded and woke, man. Yeah, a child can be sexualized. Why can't a child be sexual? Adults are allowed. What's wrong, man? Aren't we open-minded? Aren't we so open-minded that we think a child should be able to be sexualized, that someone should be able to take their life because they're just depressed that day? We're so open-minded, man. Live and let live, man. And this is what happens. And our society becomes a clown show, a nut house. I keep keep on coming back to it because it's the most prescient thing a politician has said maybe in my lifetime. As Sarah Huckabee Sanders just said, The difference is no longer between Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative, right, left. It's normal and crazy. It's normal and crazy. It's that black and white now. And they did that. I didn't do that to them. I used to be part of them. They did that. They did that to themselves. So we have to really fight this stuff. But once again, Here's the, also the difference between now and, let's say, 15, 20 years ago. You wouldn't have the president of the United States as part of this nut job cult. You wouldn't have the, the, the prime minister of Canada as part of the nut job cult. You would have people that really didn't have that much power. They might have had big mouths. They might have been some journalists. But they didn't have the power to make this policy, to make this abnormal normal. Now they do. Now they're the president of the United States. Now they're the governor of California. Now they're the prime minister of Canada. Now they're the prime minister of Australia and New Zealand. That's the problem. That's what dangerous. And that's what we must stop. We must stop nut jobs from being in power. You can't stop the world from having nut jobs. There are always going to be nut jobs. There's always going to be the guy in the street with his pants down. There's always going to be the guy in the street talking to himself. Fine. They don't have the power over us the way the politicians do. Just think of that. Think of Biden as the guy in the street with his pants down or Trudeau as the guy in the street yelling at himself. Think about that. They are now in positions of extreme power over millions and millions of lives. 
And look what they've done with that power. Look what they've done. And because the leaders, the top of the top, has normalized craziness, that gives the power, that gives the right to the Balenciagas and this fashion designer in Canada. They believe, look, the politicians are, are doing it. The politicians are for this. The politicians are allowing this. Why can't we? Instead of having people in power who don't allow this, who stomp it out, then they wouldn't be emboldened like these companies wouldn't be emboldened like this to do these kinds of things. It's no, it's no, it's, it's no coincidence that they're doing it now. It's no coincidence they didn't do it under Reagan. They didn't do it under Bush. They didn't even do it under Obama. They didn't do it under Trump, but they're doing it now. Because we're in a, in a cycle now of leaders like the leaders in Australia and New Zealand and Trudeau and Macron and this fucking guy Biden. And this is what you get. You get, yes, the fish stinks from the head down, but it's more than just stinks. The, the, the craziness, the craziness permeates from the head down. And that's what's happening. That's what's happening. So we can't give the left any, any freedom to do this stuff anymore. We can't. We can't. We have to say that when Balenciaga does that kind of stuff, we have to point it out as child pornography, right? When euthanasia is allowed in such liberal terms the way it is in Canada, we have to call it murder. That's what we have to start doing. And it's up to us. It's really up to us to do this now. Because remember, remember, the inmates have taken over this asylum here. Like I said, in San Francisco, I live in an outdoor, open air, insane asylum. I mean, I do. I, you know, I, I, I know, I, I know I complain about it a lot. I know, I know, I get it. People, you know, Mike, why are you complain so much? Mike, just leave, shut up, leave and shut up. <clears throat> but why should I? Why should I shut up? Why should I leave? Why shouldn't I make them leave? I mean, yes, I live in a place where they have an outdoor mural, a, a mural on a building, a side of a building that's 85 million feet tall of, of Greta Thunberg. I live, in, I live in a place where I watch TV and they're still, doing, they're still doing vaccine ads as though this is December of 2020 and they're safe and effective and the greater good and all that garbage that we know is all horseshit. I, I, I see ads on TV. I see San, a San Jose school district that finally, at long last, today, today was their last day. The, the San Jose school district, today was their last day where they had mandated masking. I, wa I want to get the date right. <clears throat> February 17th, 2023. They finally said on February 17th, 2023, we can end masks. And they claim that having masking for all this time has saved lives. They have, this is a school district. They have no proof. There's no evidence. There's no theory. There's no data. There are no papers. There's no scientific studies. There's nothing. They just say that. But then you bring up, well, what about the 85,000 school districts in Europe that never had masking where there were no deaths? How about all the school districts in Florida that never had, that dropped masking two years ago and there were no deaths? How about that? How about that genius, genius San Jose, genius San Jose school? How about, the, how about those cases? 
How about those 95,000 cases compared to your one fucking case where you claim that three years of masking saved lives with no data, no evidence, no facts, no science to back it up? But this is where I live. This is where I live. Where the, the Chronicle, the local newspaper, does a story about a nut job doctor named Bob Wachter, Bob Wackoff, who is an actual doctor here. This guy's an actual doctor. He's not one of those here, he's not one of these fake Twitter doctors, right? And it's been exposed how many fake Twitter doctors have been have been spreading COVID lunacy, fear and hysteria for the last three years. This guy's a real doctor here at, at University of California Medical Center. And he he still wears masks indoors. And there's a story about him that makes him look like a hero. You understand? This is not a story written to make him look like a fucking lunatic quack, which is what he is. The way the story's written in the local papers here is that this guy is like some genius doctor. And they actually they actually promote him as this oh co- this COVID genius doctor who spreads so much great COVID material on Twitter. He's known for his great COVID material on Twitter for three years. No, the guy's a fucking quack. The guy's a Neanderthal quack who's still wearing masks indoors in February of 2023 and, and goes around taking pictures of himself, gladly looking like a fucking lunatic, gladly looking like a fucking Neanderthal. And then he says one truthful remark, this guy Wachter, one truthful remark, which is that in San Francisco, he can still mask indoors and actually be greeted like a normal person because everyone in this fucking city is a fucking lunatic. That's why he's treated as a normal person for still masking indoors in February of 2023. That he doesn't seem to get. That the media here doesn't seem to get. That everyone is as sick in the fucking head as he is. Of course. If you're a, if you're a lunatic in an insane asylum, you're going to think everyone is just grand. All the other lunatics treat you great. Because they're crazy, just like you are. You're not going to see anything off about it. You're going to feel comfortable there. A doctor, a school, nurses, politicians who spread Neanderthal fucking Neanderthal science, medieval science. You might they might as well be saying throw a virgin into a volcano to kill the to stop the volcano from erupting. They must be. That's exactly what they say. This is exactly the same kind of thought process. It's the same kind of science. Hey, Daniel. You're on. Well, Mike, you started off really eloquent, and then you um, kind of just launched into your normal uh, <laughs> rant there, which is okay. <laughs> but I really, really appreciate it. What, uh, you, want, you want me not to be mad about these things? Should I be calm about these things? I mean, this was just insanity. No, I'm just saying it was It was nice. You, you started out when, when talking about... Um, how giving an inch um, leads to, I thought that you did such a, a wonderful job of uh, describing how the left does that. Um, 
Hey, how about this? How about this, Daniel? On Friday, I'll do criti- I'll 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 do uh, criticism of film reviews, and you'll do criticism of my show. How about that? We'll do that. <laughs> we'll do that. You don't want that, do you? No, of course I don't want that. That was a joke. <laughs> I was being sarcastic. <laughs> no, but you know, you know, you're in San Francisco. You know this nut job, Bob Wackoff, Wachter, right? I mean, it's 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 absolutely incredible. This guy's been spreading COVID misinformation since March of 2020. And in February of 2023, the San Francisco Chronicle, whoever the fuck they were, writes up this article about him as though he's this genius for still masking now indoors. How how brave he is. Ugh. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I think there's a group of people on the left that just um, they just like to humiliate people on the right. And um, I'm never, I'm neither left nor right anymore. Um, and I mean, how, what's, what's one of the best ways you can humiliate people? It's to force them to behave in a manner they don't, they don't want to behave. Um, I mean, it's a typical kind of a kids pick up on this uh, very, very early. And so you can see bullies on the on playgrounds and they'll be forcing kids to do things that is physically do things they don't want to do or say things that they don't want to say, say things that is humiliating of themselves or humili- or, or uh, praising others that they don't want to. It's, it's that, you know, it's, it's, it's humiliating and kids pick up on, on that really, really early. And, and that is what um, is, is going on here in, in large part is the left just wants to humiliate the right. And they're in power right now. They've got a lot of power and they want to use it. And what are they using it for? Rather than making our lives all better, they've decided to use it to humiliate because they they I, I think that they feel that they were humiliated in some way under Trump. Just because he basically because he was uh, sending mean tweets and and mean tweets somehow um, mean that you can humiliate the right by uh, spreading social contagion with respect to uh, 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 gender uh, dysphoria. And because they know the right is going to be really upset if children are being hurt by this and they're and they're going to stand up. They're laughing. They're going, ah, you're getting all worked up because some kids are, you know, ruining the rest of their lives. That's the, that's essentially what they're doing. They're laughing and enjoying this humiliation of the right at, at, at cost, tremendous cost to, to, to children in, in that particular situation. Um, with respect well, to COVID and, and the mask wearing and forcing yeah. of vaccinations, tremendous cost to our society, and they're and they're just laughing. And it's and, and part of it, I think. I mean, you have the nuts like Weckler, um, and I just think that they, you know, they, they probably you know kind of grew up on on left ideology, and they and they just they just can't back out at this point. And so, I mean, it's 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 habit, it's um, learned behavior. Um, where they're just always out to try to humiliate the right. Yeah, but the they, fact but of the matter so is, Daniel, wait a minute, Daniel. I don't look. If someone's a fake doctor, and we've talked about, you've talked about fake doctors on Twitter for a long time now. But yeah. for real doctors who have real patients who prescribe medication and 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 do other things with real people, real people's lives on a daily basis. Here's a guy who believes that masking works, and you should still mask indoors in many situations in 2023. This guy has real people going to him who trust him. That's the problem. I don't think, yeah, here's, here's, what, I, here's my, what my thesis is on this. I don't think he believes that. 
I think that what he wants to do is humiliate people on the right. Just like the kid on the playground that tells you you have to say that you eat poop 10 times or else the earth is going to beat you up. Um, and then the kid ends up, ends up saying, I eat poop. And it, and then they laugh at him. They're humi- the kid's humiliated by it. By it. Right. Did, they, did, they, did they think the kid really eats poop? No. They just humiliated him by doing it. I think this was a lot, a lot is what's going on the left, whether it's people that are totally disinvested in society, so they're, they're pissed and they're out to just hurt other people, or whether they're so invested in their political party that they are out to hurt people on the other side. And I think that that describes a lot of professionals that, like our friend at UCSF, that is doing this sort of behavior. He knows. He knows what master worth is, and he's known it from the very beginning. There's just no way a physician, there's no way any educated person, there's really no way any non-educated person, if they just removed the scales from their eyes for a matter of minutes, would, would have believed that mass work, that the, that these weren't the shittiest vaccines of all times, and that lockdown could somehow <laughs> deter the course of, of a pandemic. None, no one with half a brain could have believed that that stuff. And certainly, Weckler, Dr. Weckler at UCSF didn't believe this. He never believed any of that stuff. It's just not possible. These people are behaving this way to try to humiliate people on the right because they know people on the right are very, very, very attuned to morals and morality. And this because and, and this large part of this comes from a connection to religion. But a large part of it, I think, also probably comes from just the connection to society in general. They're people that live in more structured communities. So they have they, they're invested not in just themselves, but in their communities. And they want to see those communities function well. So they're very interested in morals because morals and, and what we establish as being moral behavior holds our societies together, you know holds our communities together. I'm trying to wrap my mind around your idea here. That Wachter and others like him, Wackler, whatever his name, Wack Wack Job, well, they, they they that they don't really believe what they're doing. But I, I don't know. I think you can do that for a certain amount of time. I don't know if you can do something for years and not really believe what you're doing. Uh, I mean, just look at just look at these doctors. Like I said, NBC News today and Doctor, I don't know, I, I don't know how to pronounce this, Akshayal Sayal, S Y A L M D, and he's writing about how immunity acquired from the COVID infection provides strong lasting protection. And he writes and he writes things like this is like other doctors write like, oh, this is good news that we found this out. Daniel, they're being serious about this. You mean serious about we're just finding it out? Is that what you're commenting yes, on? Yes. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, of course they are, because they're trying to humiliate us. Tell, telling you that um, <clears throat> telling you that. Um, Whatever that that some behavior that that um, you've been insisting is is um, is valuable um, all along, and someone else saying no, it's not, and they want to humiliate you. What are they going to do? They're going to pretend like they're the one that discovered this behavior being valuable. I mean, this happens all the freaking time. It, look, really? if you've ever been in a business environment, yeah. if you've ever been in a work environment, yeah. you have people do that all the time. Okay. With their, all right. That, 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 that's a point of view. But my point of view is different. I, I'm going to play not even a devil's advocate, just the ad, look, I think they truly believe because they are they have the DR period in front of their names that when they decide to look into this and they find this stuff out it's valid 
what we did was speculation from wacky anti-vaxxers. Maybe we got a little lucky, but it was really just speculation. There was no real science proving it at the time. And now science is actually backing it up. And that doesn't mean we were right. It just means we were like, they'll say we're so crazy that even a clock is right, a broken clock is right twice a day. But now they are the ones, because they are actual doctors and scientists, and they are now saying science has evolved to come to this conclusion. So now they have the right to make it. This is official now. What we did was just gossip. I think that's what these people really believe. I don't think they're trying to humiliate us. They just believe they're better than us. I don't think that's what they believe. I think this is a continued part of the humiliation to try to make it, it. It's it's very humiliating for somebody to be to be right about something the whole time, and someone else telling, "No, no, no, you're no, you're an idiot. No, you're an idiot." And then at their convenience, saying, "Yep, we now know as though you didn't never exist, as though you never mentioned a word about the tragedy of this behavior." Then they now, then they exit, then they announce. We now know, and then they're what are they announcing? Exactly your point of view. That is humiliating. It's it's making you look like you're invisible. That is what this is about. Here, here here's here's this. I'm just reading through this now as I, as I'm talking to you here. But also remember, before I read this paragraph, look look at this. Look at what a coincidence. All of a sudden, they quote Dr. Bob Wachter. Listen to this now, but wait a minute before we get into this. Remember, but Fauci, as Jay Bhattacharya aptly pointed out on Twitter today, Fauci was the one who said this was all bullshit. When, when not just I was saying it, not just Daniel was saying it, but Jay Bhattacharya, Marty McCarry was saying it. He was saying this is all garbage. He was saying there's no such thing as natural immunity. It's, it's spreading anti-vax garbage. That's what Fauci said for two fucking years. For two years. Is that written in this article here? So Fauci actively... Actively, the Fauci mafia was actively destroying doctors for saying this that's written today on NBC News two years ago. And that's yes. what Jay Bhattacharya brings up. And it's absolutely humiliating to, to do this to somebody else. It's humiliating for somebody. Jay Bhattacharya has been an Atlas and Kiryati and Gandhi and so many others. Have been this been their point is to try to humiliate these people. When uh, Fauci wrote his letter to, or with correspondence and email between him and Collins, uh, what it was all about? It was about a devastating takedown. It was about humiliation, humiliation for, for because it's part because because they're so wrapped up in this partisanship humiliation because they had something they had okay let let me just let me just read this while you're here let me just read the the paragraph dr bob wachter the chairman of the department of medicine at the university of california san francisco said he did not expect the protection acquired from infection to be as robust as the meta-analysis found the protection against severe infection both the extent and the length of it almost a year is really surprisingly high said wachter yeah, he's trying to be, he's trying to pretend as though the rest of us never said natural infection always always gives you a f- far better immune response right. than vaccine vaccines always, and it always does, and and he, so he's he's trying to erase us as though we we never existed. Oh, I never expected this. Therefore, no one should have expected this, and you don't exist because I know that you expected this. 
He's trying. It's, it's humiliating to be erased. It's one of the most humiliating things that a human being can experience is for somebody to to, to, to try to erase their entire point of view, especially when it was something that was so. Uh, I think. I think it's. I. I'd like to point that I think it's actually realistically in the real world more humiliating to be an actual doctor and be such an asshole that you're finding this stuff out three years after people who aren't doctors. You're saying it should be humiliating to, to them. Of course. Well, yeah, it should be. But what they have on their side is our entire media, the entire mercenary media, to back them up in their effort to humiliate people on the right. So, well, so they are, so they are out there, and they're and they're and they're thinking to themselves, okay, is the media going to back me up on this when I say this crazy ass shit to try to humiliate people? If they if they if they think the media will, they're going to say that crazy ass shit. And 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 the media does. The media has been the mainstream media has the, the fourth estate has been backing people up for the last three years and longer on the crazy shit with respect to COVID and gender stuff and ours and, and critical race theory. Um, they just it's it's a it's 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 I don't want to use the word psyop, but it's a. It's a concerted effort, or, or at least not concerted on a, a pl- in a planned way, but in a human behavior, in a natural human behavior way. It, it, they, they are seeing the, the, the ganging up and the dogpiling from people that have power on the right. So they're seeing this dogpiling and, and, and abuse of power from, from the left. Um, and uh, um, perpetrated against the right, and they think, "Oh, media's on our side. Let's test the waters here. I'm going to say I'm going to do and be even more humiliating. I'm going to pretend that masks work, and then the media backs them up, and they say, "Great, okay, we know where we're going now," and, and then they just continue, continue with humiliation because they think they got the, the media on team humiliate. I, I, it just, to me, it's actually mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. For, to, I, I would be totally humiliated if I were a doctor in 2023, February 17th, 2023, saying, wow, this is, this is really good news that I'd never thought of. As though, as though, we didn't, as though there weren't so many of us saying this three years ago, and, the, and these same doctors weren't calling us crazy, wacky anti-vaxxers for saying this three years ago. And in private, when talking to their, to, when talking to uh, fellow physicians in the hospital, they are laughing. And if if they're if they are amongst their um, same ideological bent, they are laughing with them and saying, "Of course, I don't believe this shit." But look, I'm jerking these guys' chain. Well, that's 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 so cynical and sick, though it really is. It I is mean- cynical and sick. Yeah. I mean, look, look at what we have with respect to this gender identity shit that's going on. Children's lives are being ruined, especially a lot of gay children's lives. Are what being about ruined. what 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 about the what about this idea, Daniel? I don't think it's so far fetched. There are a lot of bad doctors out there. You know that. There's a lot of bad doctors out there. There period. are bad doctors, but there aren't that many that are stupid. I mean, the average IQ 
but we, we were told in medical school, the average IQ of the, of the entering class is about 135. I suppose there could be someone down in the 100 range really dragging them down the 170s, yeah. but there aren't that many 170s in, in, in a uh, medical school class. But a lot of this, Daniel, yes, yeah, some of the stuff we have talked about the last three years has to do with academics and having a, a brain. But, Daniel, a lot of it is also even when you talk about things like natural immunity or cloth masks not stopping virus particulates it doesn't ta- I don't, it doesn't i don't need a medical degree for that of course it's called, you don't. it's called it's called uncommon sense of course and I don't you don't think lot, and, and, and I, I think a lot of these smart people don't have that yeah of they course you don't sense. of course you don't need right. that which is what makes it all the more humiliating because you can see it's right there it's playing his nose on your face that um that mass, the masks don't work. It was as plain as nose in your face that uh, locking people in their homes it could not possibly all it, was do, all, all it would do in the in the best case would be to let to delay the the um, propagation of the virus. It was never going to arrest the virus. It was never going to to alter its 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 course except for you know the, the area under the curve is was always going to be preserved. In other words, um, the area under the death curve. You can shift it around in time a bit, but it's that the, you're going to still have the same number of deaths. We for a average person to know that and to be forced to behave as though that's not true. And, and if that, that average person being on the right to be forced to behave as though that's not true, it's, it's just extremely humiliating. It, it just breaks one's one's will in, in, in many ways. And I think that's what they that's what they're trying to do, either either for a either with as an agenda um, with a, a first or first or second, third step in a, in a long term agenda or just because they're mean sons of bitches. Uh, yeah. But I just don't. Once again, I I think it's to me it's so obvious that they're the ones who are humiliated by this or should be humiliated by this. And 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 if if there is any, make us be humiliated. Doesn't make any sense. I mean, and if there is any justice in this world, they will be. But right now, I think that they think that they can do whatever they want and there will be no consequences. And the media is sending that message loud and clear. Right, the media this, this, this we agree on. on this, crazy this we, thing this they we said. agree. Right, this we agree on because the media, when they write up these stories, they never write that paragraph at least, which says this is now in line with what so many activists were saying for three years. They don't put that in there. Of they course, don't put that or doctors who were silenced on Twitter. Of course, they're not going saying, to. That's part right, of the. Yeah. That's what I've been saying. It's part of humiliation. It's it's, it's to to make you look invisible. That makes sense. That that I that, that that I can agree with you on because as I have expressed, as I just expressed earlier, it makes me want to strangle them. So yeah. I, is, is that the feeling they want? They they want to evoke that feeling that I want to strangle them to death. For yeah. this? And, and I'm and I'm not saying that everybody on on the left is 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 wants to you know humiliate people on the right. There are some genuinely stupid people, genuine genuinely stupid people, both on the left and the right that believe this nonsense about masks, that believe this nonsense about lockdowns, that believe that 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 vaccines in an in a epidemic and pandemic um, were a good idea. 
Um, as I've said many, many times before, and I'm sure that people will continue to say it for, for many, 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 many years until science and technology comes along and changes our the way we interact with infectious disease and pathogens um, dramatically. But we'll be saying for, for many decades to come now that uh, vaccines are for endemic disease, not pandemic disease, which I've been saying from the very beginning and which every scientist in the biological sciences, especially human biology, knew from the very beginning, every one of them. The fact that some may have been pretending otherwise, that there, there has to be other motives. Now, I'm just venturing that one of the big motives was a highly partisan motive. That's all I'm saying right at this right now. And, and, and we see it everywhere. We see the, the partisanship loud and clear. Where were the which cities and states were the ones that locked people down the hardest? Which ones were the ones that masked people the hardest? Which ones were the ones that vaxxed people the hardest? It was in blue states. This has been a political issue, a partisan issue from the very beginning. What more could it be? It, it, it means it is a partisan issue. It's, it's very, it's very, very clear. Whether there is a bunch of stupid people on the left that believed uh, believed the nonsense about uh, you know that masks and, and vaccines and and, and uh, lockdowns, you know I'm sure I'm sure there were. But for for those that are shaping the world and shaping shaping power and those that have power, um, big power on on the left and the right, this is the this is a partisan battle. And it was and and it was all about humiliating the other side. And they make they've made that very, very, very clear from 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 the beginning. They made it very, very, very clear during the Trump era that there is going to be vengeance for the mean tweets. Well, you know, shooting down a twelve dollar balloon, a birthday balloon with a four hundred thousand dollar rocket, that's not humiliating at all. That's not humiliating. Right. That's 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 uh, that's that shows strength. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. That, that, that's, we live in an upside that, down clown call world, Daniel. That, that that's that's the clowns that um, that uh, Biden appointed in his uh, DEI um, cabinet um, doing what incompetent people do. Yeah, yeah. It's like shooting at shadows, right? Like I said, it's like in a horror movie where they shoot at shadows because they're so nervous. Yeah. That they, they, they want to like boogeyman. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. they're 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 in the office and they're sharpening pencils, trying to look busy. It's insane, it really is. You know, and uh, it's it's just it's one thing after another, it really is. You know, but the, 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 once again, it, I think you you might have a point because to me it is absolutely maddening when I'm starting to read. It is every, every week now. I'm reading. Okay, this study came out. Seventy-five studies showing masks did nothing. Okay, this study came out showing natural immunity is stronger than vaccine immunity. When we were all silenced and called crazy for talking about, for even bringing these things up two and a half years ago. I mean, exactly. it's it, it, it's it. Yeah. So if they want me to be upset, they've won. But I don't think they're going to win. I think in the end they'll lose because because I think they'll find out that there are going to be a lot of consequences to what they did. Yeah. Yep. 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 There will be consequences. So civilly, civilly, and criminally. Civilly. Yes. And criminally. Yeah. Yes, that there are a lot of there are a lot of people out there that think that they're going that they can get away with it because the media is supporting them. And and they they just like people, you know, that were riding the uh, the uh, housing bubble to, to glory. Um, s- some of them were smart enough to get out when the getting was good and some of them weren't. And, and they they all thought that they're going to make a killing. Well, only the the ones that were smart enough to to, to not be overly greedy um, 
it didn't end up getting their um their their shirt hand, or didn't get up end up uh, giving the banks the shirts off the back. Uh, yeah. it's, it's so you know it's it's people it's people some and there's gradations of a gradient of, of of intelligence and greed and and perversity and all that stuff, all that stuff and, and it's it's a big huge mix but all i'm my 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 thesis simply here is that that there's a big component on the left that is that behaves and they're in in a way that is entirely dictated by their desire to humiliate people on the right, and they will go to great lengths. They will go. To, they will sacrifice their own children in many respects to accomplish that very partisan goal. These are people in California that were screwing up their kids' education. That is going to possibly. It will, will definitely affect them in through the rest of their life and may affect them in very huge ways. Yeah. They, they were willing to do that just to humiliate people on the right. They were so angry at Trump. I mean, I, mean, I, I will never forget when after the week after Trump was elected and going to uh, Lake Merritt and seeing uh, people holding hands around the entire Lake Merritt Merritt, five people deep. It's about three miles around Lake Merritt, holding hands around the entire lake in opposition to Trump's election. And I was there. I was supporting that. I thought Trump was a really, really bad pick. You crazy person. You're nuts. What's wrong with you, Daniel? Yeah. But, but then the Trump derangement slowly built up until the point I said, no, this this isn't just about standard operating partisanship anymore with people, you know, uh, uh, you know, getting little points here, scored here and there. This is having serious consequences on our, on our society. This is having serious consequences on the poor. This is having serious consequences on the middle class. This is a shift of wealth upward. This is destruction of children's education and health. It, you know, it, it, it became pretty, pretty, you know, within, within about the first two years of, of, of Trump administration, it became pretty clear that what you call Trump derangement syndrome was the order of the day on, on the left, which was, was just get Trump. Everything was get Trump. And it was, I have never seen political derangement syndrome this intense. I hope we never do. Really? Wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. I was just going to say, wait, wait to see how this year progresses once we get into the debates and Donald Trump's on the debate stage again. Dale, the PTSD is going to come right back, right? It's PTSD. They that's, why I don't, yeah, that's why I don't want Trump to run. I, I want DeSantis to run. DeSantis is, is he's a great candidate. Um, and, and all Trump, all Trump is going to do is DeSantis is, is going to accomplish the same political ends. And he and he will be able to do it without the destructive, without um, in aggravating those destructive tendencies we have seen on the left because of Trump's personality. DeSantis, they, they won't be able to, DeSantis simply won't um, provide them. With no, you're that. right. You're right. That, that emotional feed, the feeding the emotional aspect yeah. of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. And, and, huge, difference, and, huge difference. Yeah. So um, before you sign off, I want to tell yeah. you that I, I didn't call up to criticize. I didn't call up to criticize your show. I was giving you a compliment, Mike. I'm I thought you joking. Did a I'm joking. really great but job speaking, uh, speak, on, on, on talking about the, um, I mean, there, there was some things that I wish I would have uh, wrote down, written down. I'll, I'll probably listen back to the recording of it to, because there was some really uh, um, 
well put together um, uh, uh, thoughts and uh, sentences there that just I, I just thought crystallized really clearly uh, this give them an inch, they'll, they'll take a mile uh, sort of thing. And, and it's, it's very true. And I remember I can hearken back to, to many arguments, whether it's um, uh, abortion, whether it's, uh, you know, any, any social issues um, for, um, on the left. They always frame it as you know, the, the, the right will just say, hey, well, there's a slippery slope here. And then the left always says, oh, you're being crazy. You know, no one's going to behave that way. And, uh, you know, and, and then what happens? Yeah, there's plenty of people on that slippery throat slope behaving just that way. Yeah, and it's it, it's yeah, it's 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 infuriating to to know that 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 you give somebody liberty that you yet you agree to give and maximize liberty only to see that liberty abused, and then you like you said, you feel like you have to, you have to take it all back. Say, I'm sorry, I gave you these rights. I'm sorry. I agree that exactly. you should have these That's exactly rights. Exactly it. You just you just yeah. summarized what I said. You're absolutely right. Exactly. <laughs> and I thought that was brilliant the way that you the brilliant the way that you phrased it. Thank All you. I was saying was then then you return to good old Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just have to think about Bob Wack job. I got <laughs> you know, a doctor that actually exists in San Francisco. Who knows? What if I got uh, like appendicitis or something? I had to and end up in UCSF and Wack job is standing over me. What do I do, Daniel? Oh, yeah, you, you wake you wake up. You're unconscious and you wake up and you see him. <laughs> What, with three masks standing over me. What do I do? I mean, you know, he exists in my city. He exists in, you know, the good thing, of, I, I, made fun, I made fun of, I think it's horrible, Justin Trudeau's, you know, euthanasia program, but Trudeau would actually think it was fine. He'd give me the right. He'd give me the legal right to kill myself for living in San Francisco. What, 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 I can't remember. What is, what is wack- San Francisco? It's okay. You can take your life. Yeah, what, what, what is Wacky Wacter's uh, uh, specialty? I can't remember. Oh, I don't. I I don't know. It's it's he's probably like a he's probably like a what do you call it? Like a, podi- a podiatrist. <laughs> That's the greatest thing about a lot of these so-called experts because they're a doctor. They'll be like they talk about you know immunology and toxicology. Then they'll say, oh, this guy is a you know um, a, a doctor who uh, he's a specialist in removing earwax. It's like he has nothing to do with the subject. He's Dr. Jill. Just because they're a doctor, they're a genius, and they know everything. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Dr. Jill Biden, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I know, I know. Daniel, thanks. Have a great weekend. Yeah, you too. All right, okay. Uh, This is Dr. Aaron. This is another good doctor, actually, Aaron Curiarty. I'm going to give Aaron a – you should follow him. It's Aaron, K-H-E-R-I-A-T-Y, at A K. At A-K-H-E-R-I-A-T-Y, Twitter, Aaron Kiriarty. He said the scientists always knew this was a lie in 2020 regarding natural, you know, natural immunity didn't exist. Most of them refused to speak up. I was fired over this issue from the University of California where I spent my entire career in academic medicine. And he posts that article I just read today, which says uh, immunity acquired from a COVID infection is as protective as vaccination, if not more so. And then he goes back to two years ago. Dr. U.S. Surgeon General Dr. Vivek Murthy says, though people can gain some immunity protection after no COVID-19, it's not nearly as strong as the vaccine. So here's the here's here's Biden's asshole attorney general. okay, saying that 
Natural immunity is not nearly as strong as the vaccine. And now fast forward two and a half years, it's, it's not only as strong, it's stronger. Murphy says the population needs as much protection as possible against the more dangerous Delta uh, American United Airlines variant. You know, that's what I'm talking about. This is the real humiliation. And this is what needs to be shown. God bless Aaron Kierty for putting those two headlines back to back. The Surgeon General was 100 percent wrong two years ago. Two years ago, the Surgeon General, Biden Surgeon General, was 100 less than two years ago, 120 percent wrong. Why is he still the Surgeon General? This is not a minor issue. We're not talking about a broken toe. The best the best thing for a broken toe is do you leave it alone to put a splint. This is something that's amazingly, incredibly important. Groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. Why is he still attorney general? Surgeon general. Surgeon general. Attorney general. They all suck. Everyone on the Biden's incompetent. I have to share this. I have to share this. Let me share this while I'm doing this. And Aaron was one of those doctors. He wasn't just censored off Twitter. He wasn't just censored off Twitter. He was fired. He was fired. Not just fired for having an opinion that wasn't the majority opinion, not firing for giving a different scientific theory, which is what science is all about. He was fired for being right. It's not like he gave this theory and it was wrong. The Surgeon General was wrong. So here's a doctor who was right and was fired. Why is the Surgeon General still around when he was wrong? Why? Anyone can answer me? No, I'm just kidding. I know it's a rhetorical question. We all think Vivek Murthy should be fired. But like I said, things will change on January 20th, 2025, when Ron DeSantis takes office. I know it seems like it's a long way away, but that's less than two years now. It seems like that was just four years, right? It seems like that was just four years away. Now we're, we're less than two years away from that. And on top of that, we're just, we're less than a, we're less than a year away from the first primary now. We are just over a year away from the California primary for president. So things are going fast. That's when this will end. When Ron DeSantis takes the oath, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of things in his, uh, not to get ahead of myself, but I'm going to get ahead of myself. I need a positive feeling going into the weekend. Part of his inauguration speech will be about this kind of stuff and how it's not going to be allowed under him. And uh, things will change. Until then, we still have a Surgeon General who's an idiot, a president who's a moron, throwing 400,000 rockets at $12 balloons. Uh, a, a transportation secretary who's AWOL. AWOL, who all he can do when people are, 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 are drinking poison water, rainbow-colored water, po- breathing in poisonous air, is, is recite fucking bureaucratic statistics about how many train wrecks there are. It's, it's absolutely insane, the incompetence we have right now in Washington, D.C., in the White House, specifically. How much incompetence there is from top to bottom, from top to bottom. And once again, I don't want to belabor the point, but I will belabor the point. It's because so many of these people are, are woke 
They used to be called affirmative action, but I like to call them woke identity politics hires now. Identity politics hires. This is what you get. You get Pete Buttigieg, you get Kamala Harris, you get Karine Jean-Pierre, you get bottom of the barrel shit. Because you're hiring people based on race or gender or sexual orientation or trans or whatever it may be, and not under or not not because of their not because of their competence and their record and their resume. And any any business person that does that, their business is gonna fail. Any business person that does that, their business will eventually collapse. As rightfully it should. As it should. I do want to mention once again, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I don't believe anyone not I don't have many listeners that I know of. Well, who knows? I should say people who live and call in, but I'm sure there are many people who listen from Washington, D.C. And uh, the War Machine anti-war rally in Washington, D.C. this coming Sunday, February 19th at the Lincoln Memorial at 1230 p.m. And it's going to have uh, all all, this is basically against the U.S. funding, constantly funding war, specifically the one that's going on in Ukraine right now. the Lincoln Memorial, 1230, Sunday, February 19th, on the anniversary. Oh, okay, so it'll be a year this Sunday. The Ukraine war and President's Day weekend to rage against the war. Machine veterans, speakers, rock musicians, comedians, and more. After the rally, we'll march to the White House and deliver our demands to warmonger-in-chief Joe Biden. So that's happening this weekend, Sunday, in Washington, D.C. If everyone, anyone is close by can jump on a train, a plane, get there. Uh, that should be, I'm glad that's happening. Will it get any coverage? I don't know. We, we, you see, what's amazing is that the, 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 the uh, chemical explosion in Ohio is getting very little coverage. This is an actual real environmental disaster, okay? Because they don't want us sending these chemicals through pipelines, so we send them on trains, on tracks that were built in uh, 1790, and it's like the wages of fear where you're going along the tracks and you don't know if it's going to explode. And eventually these things explode. And more of these things, more of these things happen on a smaller scale than we even know about. And this is a real environmental disaster and it's not covered. However, if Jan, if when January is the warmest month on record, the media goes crazy and, oh, global warming, the world's coming to an end. January was 0.00001% warmer. Oh, what a disaster. Oh my God, the sky is falling. The world's coming to an end. That they'll cover ad nauseum. But an actual real economic dis- uh, environmental disaster, they don't cover. You don't hear Greta Thunberg, who's fucking mug I got to see on the side of a building here every day in San Francisco. You don't see her coming out and talking about this. But God forbid, oh my God, New York City hasn't seen any snow yet. The world's ending. Never hear the end of it. Never hear the fucking end of it. More hypocrisy and just more proof that Donald Trump was right, that the media is the enemy of the people. They don't tell them the truth. They don't cover the real stories. They cover the fake stories. They cover fake news. They don't cover real news. They uh, they eliminate news they don't want to cover. They omit what they don't want. They accentuate the bullshit. They are the enemy of the people. There's zero doubt about it. And they're certainly the enemy of good journalism. And a lot of good journalists like Walter Cronkite are constantly, constantly, constantly turning in their graves of what's going on right now. Constantly. 
All right, I'm going to, let me see. Do I want to talk? What would you, would you put there, Daniel? I hated Trump for saving. Oh, yeah, for saying, you know, I know. I know. I know. I thought he was going too far at the time when he said that. I thought he was just trying to play to a base when he said that. And uh, he was right. I was wrong. Uh, He might have been playing to his base, but he was also right. You know? You could do, the two things, you know, could coexist, playing to the base and also being right about something. And he absolutely was. Absolutely was. No, no doubt about it. Was there anything else of importance I wanted to go before I go into the film review segment of the program? Um, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. If anyone else wants to call, is there anything else that's in your mind that happened during the week or that's prescient that you must talk about, that you have to get off your chest before the weekend begins, you can feel free to call in. It doesn't have to be about anything I was, I've was i been talking about. It doesn't have to be about any of those things. Um, I Oh, there's a couple of things. I heard locally, I heard there was uh, Jordan Peterson was in Seattle. This is how crazy San Francisco is. Jordan Peterson is in Seattle, but I don't think he's coming to San Francisco. Because as nut as nutty as Seattle is, and he's also going to be in Minneapolis, I think San Francisco is so insane that he can't come here and talk. That's how crazy we are here. Minneapolis and Seattle, he can talk, but here, no. So that's that's a big one that's going on. A friend of mine, I'll find out more about that, maybe report on Monday, what, what happened in the Jordan Peterson's uh, little talk that he gave, like Ted kind of talk in Seattle. Um. But it's, you know, it's par for the course to how crazy this place is. What a nut job it is. I love the place I live in, you know. Uh, okay, let me let me cue something up here. Uh, if I can get him in here. John, are you, are you there, John? Yeah, yeah, Daniel didn't talk as long as he usually does. Yeah, I know. Daniel usually talks even longer. I know. Um, but uh, I think John Williams is a... <laughs> I'm only kidding, Daniel. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. You know, I'm only kidding you. I kid. I kid. I kid because I love. I kid because I love. All right, hold on a second. I think. I think John and the band are just about. Yes, I know John's coming. John's coming. John and the band are just about ready. It's a process. It's a process setting up all the equipment. You know, it's not easy setting up all that equipment to play. Hooray for Hollywood. It takes, it takes a large band. I should mention, I, I, I don't mention, I, I'm sorry, I'm remiss, but it's not only John Williams who's in my living room. It's an entire band orchestra of like 10 with Pete, with the drums and everything. It's a mess here. I think John can come in now. Okay, John, you ready? Thank you. Okay. Oh, thank you, John. Thank you. Stay here. If I don't go too long, John will play me out. If I go too long, he'll leave and he won't play me out. So we'll see. It's a union thing. It depends on the amount of time I talk. Oh, boy. I tell you, so complicated. So fucking complicated. All right. So if I can cue this up now, I'm really we're trying to go high tech here lately. I'm really trying to go. Did this work? Well, this is too short. Do I want this one or do I want a different one? All right. I'll play a short one. Okay. So the first film I'm going to review is... Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. 
Ant-Man and the Wasp from Marvel Studios. Here we go. Okay, here it is. This is the trailer. I don't care who this guy is. I don't care what he can do. This is our fight. You ready? Ready. The conqueror reigns. I will burn them out of time for what they've done to me. And if you returns, you're not getting out. The next chapter in the Marvel Universe has arrived. Okay, yes, yes, Daniel, it's a new movie, yes. I saw the film yesterday. Yes, this is a new film. This is a new, in the series of Ant-Man and the Wasp. By the way, I should mention that Ant-Man is, uh, I know the first Ant, it's supposed to be shot in San Francisco. Well, most of the film is in Quantumania, so it's in CG land, CGI land, but uh, the the uh, the shots before and after they're in Quantumania, when they're back in the real world, they're back on Earth, they're supposed to be San Francisco. I don't believe it's San Francisco. First of all, it's too clean. It's way too clean. Well, of course, they could have cleaned up the streets, but if you're going to make San Francisco, if you're going to shoot something in San Francisco, make it look like fucking San Francisco. This, more look, this looks more like either Southern California or Santana Row in San Jose. But I do know the original Ant-Man was... At least some of the stunt work was done in San Francisco because when the original Ant-Man was being made, they closed the block off next to my building, okay? And they don't, someone got a video of this. I didn't see it live, but someone shot a video from outside my, my door of this fucking bus. It's supposed to be like a city bus, I believe, and it was a city bus, and it was like going – it was it had lost control, and it was going down and the hill. It's a hill next to my building, right? From one block to the next, it's like a huge hill. As you know, there are a lot of hilly areas in San Francisco. And so this bus was careening down the hill and then it had to careen down the hill and curve left. And they shot that. So I know they shot that right outside my building and the exterior is supposed to be San Francisco in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, I have to admit, I'm, I'm not a look, I'm not a big DC or Marvel. I, I, I'm seeing more now because I'm doing these reviews, but I did. I haven't seen any other Ant-Man. Um, so this is the first this is my first. This is I'm a virgin Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, and you know, this like it, it's Paul Rudd, okay, and Evangeline Lilly, Ant Man and the Wasp. And, and you know, what they can do is what he can do basically, his superpower is, um, is that he can give you very small, then very big, right? So, this the Ant Man, he can push a button, he gets very small, he can hide, then he can get big at the last minute and punch someone and kick him and all do this stuff. So, he's got powers and he can be small and large, and that's his thing. Um, and so what happens is I guess this is quantum mania, which has been introduced in other previous uh, films, but they actually go there in this film, right? Something happens where there's a science experiment by his daughter, by Paul Rudd's daughter. By the way, she's a, she's a social activist. When the film opens, she's been arrested because she's doing social activism and it's all that liberal stuff. And anyway, so uh, they end up. She's doing some experiment where she can like connect with the quantum mania land, and it goes wrong, and all of them. Michelle Pfeiffer, Paul Rudd, Michael Douglas, they're all a family and they all get swept into quantum mania land, which is a different universe, like an alternate universe. And in that alternate universe, there's actually a, a bad guy who is like a conqueror, a dictator. He's a what you might call a multi um, quantum dictator. He goes through different he's dictated. He's, he's, he's gone through different cultures, different time zones, different lands, and he's he's been a conqueror in each one of them. He tried to conquer as many, uh, you know, uh, alternate universes as he can. Uh, 
He's, his name is Kang, a big black guy named Kang the Conqueror, played by Jonathan Majors. And so the big the big dilemma in this film is that Paul Rudd and his gang, his family, ends up in Quantumania Land, and they gotta take on Kang, who's trying to conquer, who's trying to now conquer Quantumania Land, where he's been trapped. I won't get into why. There's a big backstory as to why he's trapped there, and he's trying to take over their their universe, and they have to fight and try to destroy him and prevent him from taking over their universe. Um, what's really amazing about this film and others since Star Wars is how many science fiction films like this one um, have really been inspired by Star Wars. And we get a lot of that here. There are a lot of those you know, funny little characters you've seen from Star Wars, but now, of course, it's all CGI, so it's not people in costumes anymore. Um, it's a lot of CGI stuff, and you have these, you know, you have cute little aliens, you know, who inhabit the land and who are trying to fight back against the bad guy. Um, so you have a lot of that where it actually feels like a, a little bit of a Star Wars film, script-wise. Unfortunately, the script is not nearly as deep, as complex, as as rich as a Star Wars script. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a very basic, fundamental, you know, th- th- this team of good guys has to take on Kong. It, it probably would not have been a great film. I probably wouldn't have liked it that much if not for a few things. First of all, the visuals are fantastic. The visuals are just inspired, out of this world, brilliant stuff. I know a lot of it's CGI. Some of it is, some of it isn't, but it's just a, 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 just a visually inspiring film. Also, Paul Rudd's great. There's a lot of comedy mixed in because, you know, Paul Rudd in general is a, you know, a, a comedic actor. He's good at comedy. So there's a lot of comedy sprinkled in, which works. Uh, it doesn't take itself that seriously. And Jonathan Majors, who plays Kong, and as we learn, by the way, if you see this film, you have to stay through the credits in the end because there are like four, three or four previews of films to come that go throughout the credits. So I learned that simply because I sat there and no one left. So all these – these were obviously – I saw the film in the IMAX with all these fans of the series. So they knew it was coming. They knew there were trailers. But Kong is going to become a major character. And there's a good reason why, because Jonathan Majors is fantastic. Jonathan Majors is obviously, as you're watching it, you know this guy's classically trained Shakespearean actor. He brings incredible gravitas to the film. There's one thing I expect. In films where there's a bad guy, the bad guy should be really bad and should be really good at being bad. And Jonathan Majors is. He's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. He's He plays it as this guy who's conquering all these different universes but kind of is reluctant that he has to do it, but believes in his own mind that it must be done. So it's this constant, you know, um, tension between him being the bad guy and actually kind of being uh, emotionally distressed that he has to be this bad guy. But he is a great bad guy in the end, and he just brings incredible gravitas to the film and really carries it through. So you have the comedy. You have Paul Rudd is good at comedy. Jonathan Majors, this great classically trained actor. They play off each other. They have great chemistry. There are great scenes between the two of them where they battle things out. So in the end, I liked it. I did. For the visuals and for really the, the, the lead performances. And Michael Douglas has still got it at his age. Michael Douglas is still still going. And so is Michelle Pfeiffer. They're all good. So for the performances, the visuals, for Jonathan Majors as the bad guy, Kang, the Conqueror, I do recommend. I do recommend uh, Ant Man and uh, and the Wasp. And yes, Daniel, it's a new movie. It's not. I don't. I don't uh, review streaming. I don't review old films. I don't review streaming stuff. I go to the. I go to the movies, and I recommend everyone else go to the movies. Okay, that's the point. I recommend everyone else go to the movies. Okay, let me try to queue up this next trailer. One more film here. Stick with me. Um, uh, okay, here we are.
This is, uh, let me just cue this up. Let me cue this up. Okay. Uh, this one stars Liam Neeson. Uh, takes place in 1939. This is another version of the private dick Marlowe, Philip Marlowe, in the film called Marlowe, starring Liam Neeson. Los Angeles, the city of angels, more like the city of dirty little secrets. People pay me to look into the activities of its finest citizens. I'm a private detective. The name is Philip Marlowe. How private are your investigations, Mr. Marlowe? What can I do for you? I'd like you to find my lover. He disappeared without saying goodbye. Did he think so? Haven't we all? What does my daughter want? My mother was in pictures. She must think there's something between us. I hear that you are looking for someone. We're all looking for someone. I'll pay you a thousand if you find him for me. The puzzle has many pieces. I don't know what you're going to find. <laughs> Did you enjoy that? That trailer is so much more exciting than this film. Let me tell you something. Yeah, Daniel, you said it sounded like an old plot. You want an old plot? Go see Marlowe. Well, don't go see Marlowe. I'm really disappointed. I love Liam Neeson. I do love Liam Neeson. And, you know, if, uh, if Harrison Ford can still play a superhero at his age, you know, Liam Neeson can still play a private eye at his age. And uh, I was excited for it. It was directed by Neil Jordan. Who did The Crying Game. So many great – oh, sorry. Sorry. Sorry, but there's so many great films. Neil Jordan, The Crying Game, so many great films. But uh, this one is basically, you know, it, it tries to be a throwback to the old, yeah, Liam's great, but, you know, it's a throwback to the old uh, film noirs. It tries to be an old film noir, right? It takes place in 1939, Hollywood, and, uh, you know, the, the, the sexy ingenue. You know when the sexy blonde ingenue shows up at the detective's office and they she wants him to find someone, and you know she's a... There's more to it than what she says, and it's a femme. You know, she's a femme, <clears throat> she's gorgeous, and she's going to be a femme fatale, and you can't trust what she's saying. You know, she's holding things back. This is a plot we've seen a million times, right? A million times in these uh, in these film noirs, uh, where a detective is hired to find someone by a beautiful woman, um, and uh, the plot is incredibly uninspiring. The film is incredibly slow moving. But slow moving is in slow moving and nothing happens. And everyone seems to be sleepwalking through their roles. 
it really there's there's no nothing inspired about it. I didn't care about the plot. I didn't care about this guy that he's supposed to find. Um, it's it's a very it's also a very convoluted. Uh, it's a lot of things don't add up. There are a million holes, um, and it's just a, it's a it's a very dull. In fact, I heard a guy snoring behind me, and I can't blame him. Usually that would bother me, but I can't blame him. I mean, it's the, it's really the kind of film if you want to fall asleep, you can watch it through streaming. If you're having trouble sleeping, and it'll help you fall asleep. Uh, it, it's a problem. Is it's, it's going through the mo. It just goes through the motions and trying to be an old film noir, and there's not doesn't bring anything new to the genre, right? There's nothing new aesthetically about it. There's nothing new as far as the script goes. It's things we've seen a million times before in these kinds of films done better than this. And uh, I mean, going through the motions, the writing is thrown to the direction. Neil Jordan's directions is just going by the numbers. The acting is by the numbers. Everyone seems to be sleepy and disinterested in what they're doing. And therefore, we're also sleepy and disinterested in what's going on. So unfortunately, unfortunately, I think if you want to see Liam Neeson in a great movie, you're going to have to watch one of those movies where he, you know, I, I don't have much money, but I do have a very, very specific. I want Liam Neeson to do a phone message for me. Does someone out there work on this? I want Lee. I know I just panned his latest movie. This isn't going to help. But I didn't pan him. It's not really his fault, I don't think. Um, but uh, I want Liam Neeson to record uh, an answering from you know, my answering machine, Mike might not have any money, but he does have a very, very specific set of. I want him to do that for me. If someone could get him to do that for me, I'd really, really appreciate it. But unfortunately, his film Marlowe is a bust. It's a must miss. <laughs> it's a must miss, not a must see. Okay. And uh, thank you, John. Thank you. He's back. He, he, John took it upon himself. <laughs> I was finished talking. He decided, okay, thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Next time I'll have hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, that's it. That, that's, those, are, those are the two films. So I recommend Ant-Man. I do not recommend Marlowe. As you go into – what would you say, Daniel? Liam would have been a great – What? A Highlander? What's a – oh, Highlander. You mean the movie Highlander? The movie Highlander? With what's his name? The the, the What's his name? Sorbo? Sor, is that his name? Kevin Sorbo? Sorbe? What's his name? Sorbo, right? With the long blonde hair. Lambert. Oh, Lambert. Yes. Christopher. Oh, Lambert. Yeah, he was good. That's right. Wasn't Sorbo in that too? Or was that something else? That might be something else. Okay. I get them all mixed up. I get those. You don't like Sorbo. You like Lambert. Okay. That's old school, baby. That's old school. All right. So uh, let's see. I want to remind everybody. I want to remind everybody. See, Gator left. Gator the he does, Gator doesn't like film reviews. I'm going to get him next time because he always leaves. Gator always leaves during my film reviews. So he's, you know, Gator will probably come and give me this anti-Hollywood speech about how yeah, how it's always how you know how Hollywood is 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 buying in. Well, Hollywood is full of shit. I do agree, Hollywood's full of shit in general. But I think you know it's it's okay to like just chill out, right, and not think about things so much, and go back to the movies because if the movies die, we die. The name of the show is in Let's Be Heard, and it airs weeknights 
11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern Time. And once again, this is Mike Achopoli reminding you that your influence counts. Use it.